stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Nina Mishra, Zach's Director of ETF Research and also the editor of Zach's ETF Investor Newsletter. And we're here this week to talk about dividends. This is kind of becoming a hot topic. And um, we're getting a lot of questions about where can you invest for the big dividend yields and and all of that. And so I went to Nina and I was like, hey, we should do a podcast on, you know, the biggest and best dividend yield ETFs and I could provide some stocks. And then, Nina, you started giving me the doom and the gloom, like, don't just look at the dividend yield. <laughs> it could be dangerous. And you were telling me that maybe I don't want to try to get in those ETFs that pay out the highest yield, right. um, that those might not be the best ones. <laughs> so we're going to talk about a couple of them today. Um, and Nina sent me the list of the ones. So we're going to cover some domestic ETFs, domestic U.S., and then a um, merging market, right? We're going to do yes, one of those. Yes, the developed ma- market. And then also. the developed, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's important to talk about sure. outside of the U.S. because mm-hmm. that kind of gets overlooked by most investors. But the the dividend yields are usually, usually pretty much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, especially in some of those countries that have kind of the, the country-owned oil firm and okay. things like that. They <laughs> yeah. tend to pay dividends a out. Lot, and, lot of dividends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so what's the story about why I should be like cautious on some of these? Okay, first of all, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, so as you mentioned, dividend ETFs are always hot. Investors, they like dividend-paying stocks and ETFs. And this year in particular, after tax reform, you know, many companies have raised their dividends and that trend could continue. In fact, uh, Morgan Stanley predicts that 43% of total amount of tax savings will be spent on dividends and buybacks by the companies. But uh, the main trend that we see this year is that of rising interest rates. And uh, because of rise in interest rates, some of the traditional high dividend payers, uh, they are from rate-sensitive sectors like utilities and telecom, and they have been underperforming this year. So I think investors should look at not high dividend yielding ETFs, but ETFs that have that do not have a lot of exposure to rate sensitive sectors and instead focus on companies or rather ETFs that hold companies that have been consistently growing their dividends because these are usually companies which are, you know, very high quality companies uh, with solid balance sheets and uh, um, steady cash flows. So that is why they they are able to increase their dividends year after year. Are and those like the ones that everybody always terms like the dividend aristocrats? Yeah, dividend aristocrat or dividend okay. growth companies yeah. or dividend aristocrats here, it's usually the period is 25 years. The okay. Companies that have been increasing their dividends for the past two years, they are included in the dividend aristocrat in- index. There are other companies, uh, sorry, th- there are other indexes also which focus on uh, dividend growth companies. Now, 25 years is too long uh, because, you know, Tech companies did not pay any dividends right. if you if you consider like uh, maybe about 10, 12 years back. Yeah. So if you take the criteria of 25 years back, then you may miss out on tech 
company. Yeah, so you don't even get like a Microsoft or anything yeah, in those. Even, even Apple maybe 12 yeah. years back. Yeah. Uh, so that's why uh, maybe 10-year period or whatever, the index that focuses on um, co companies that have been consistently growing their dividends uh, is uh, the one to focus on uh, in this in this current um, in environment. Uh, so I, I think tech companies uh, will return a lot of cash to in investors uh, because so many of them are bringing uh, their cash, which was parked overseas now due to repatriation yeah. benefits. And I also expect financial companies to increase their dividend payouts. You know, remember, financial sector used to be a big dividend payer. Before the financial crisis, people normally bought banks for their dividends. Yeah. But after financial crisis, you know, um, so many banks, um, they had to cut their dividends. Uh, and now with their balance sheets improving, uh, they have also been allowed by the regulators to uh, regulators, uh, you know, have relaxed their limits on dividend payouts because their bank's capital le levels have improved. And now banks also benefit from rising rates and deregulation. So I think um, ETFs that have a lot of exposure to financial and technology sectors, uh, they will do well in the current environment. And may maybe other ETFs that have some exposure to other, other cyclical sector like consumer discretionary uh, or even industrials, they will, uh, they will probably do well in the current market environment. So when you select your dividend ETFs, it is important for investors to, uh, you know, take a look at the sector exposure, maybe top stock holdings, and then uh, expense ratio as well. Because uh, expense ratios are not important if you're holding a particular ETF for trading purpose only, maybe for a few days or weeks or even a few months. But if you're a long-term investor focused on dividend ETFs, then cost becomes very important because over the long term, uh, you know, expense ratios can make a lot of diff difference in yeah. the performance. Um, so, so you um, have brought a couple of mm -hmm. names. Mm -hmm. So let's start off with some of the domestic ones. Mm -hmm. And one of the first ones you sent me was the Schwab U.S. Dividend Equity ETF, mm -hmm. and that ticker is SCHD. Yes. Uh, so it holds high dividend paying companies that have a record of consistently paying their dividends. And if you go to the fund's website, there's, there's a link on the quote page of Zax.com. So if you go to quote page of SCHD, you have a link to the external um, the, the website of the sponsor. You can go to, the, okay. to that and you can look at the sector exposure. So if I look at the sector exposure, uh, this has about 22% um, allocation to information technology and about 22% to consumer staples as well. And consumer staples, as, as we all know, is a defensive sector. So in the, it may do well in the current you know, volatile market yeah. environment. Then industrials and consumer discretionary are the next two sectors with the 15% and 30%. 13% allocation, respectively. These also 
tend to well do well in the rising uh, rate and improving economy. Yeah, environment. I, I looked up the top 10 holdings on this mm-hmm, one, mm-hmm. and I noticed there were no utilities in there. Yeah. So <laughs> following has, that that theory, yeah, <laughs> and it was it was mostly the the tech or the big industrial names like you would think of with right. like Intel, Microsoft, Boeing, Pfizer's in their Home Depot, mm-hmm. Johnson and Johnson. So mm-hmm. pretty, you're pretty average ones. Yes. Correct. And this one only has the yield of 2.7. Now, I have to admit, I was a little disappointed when I saw the <laughs> yield. I'm <Yes>. like, you <laughs> know, that's not that juicy. It's not bad. I don't mind a 2.7. But I'm like, meh, when I saw it. But now that you've explained how you you want to stay away from some of the areas, the utilities and some communications that might be the higher yields, that's probably why you're getting the 2.7. Correct, correct. So, and this yield may go up further if these companies, particularly tech and financial yeah. companies, if there is their dividends, the yield could go up further. Yeah. And another thing which I like about the CTF, it charges uh, an expense ratio of just seven basis points. Yeah, so one really of the low. One of the cheapest dividend ETFs okay. out there. And uh, that's good to know. Yeah, that seemed really cheap to me. Mm-hmm. And the other one, yeah, actually, what's the second one here? It's called uh, DGI, DGRO, is the ticker. It's the iShares Core Dividend Growth ETF. It also holds companies that are, that have a history of consistently growing their dividends, and it is weighted. Uh, it it weights them by dividend dollars paid. And uh, again, if you look at the sector exposure, yeah, uh, I noticed. What I noticed been something talking in this about. one. Yeah, I noticed there's more banks in this one. Yes. Uh, let me go to and this. so even in the top ten, they had um, J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, the three big, the big Kahuna's. Yes, along with some tech guys. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't that makes sense. Um, I also like this ticker G Grow. I mean that's easy to remember, right? <laughs> yes. Whoever got they snagged the right ticker on this one. Yes, and financial technology, healthcare, industrial, consumer staples, consumer okay. discretionary, they all have double double digit weights in the CTF. Now this is also pretty cheap. Uh, it has an expense ratio of just eight basis okay. points, I think, and. The That's yield it. isn't so good again, Nina. Again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Yeah, the, the, yield, the yield is not great, but this this is one of the uh, few smart beta ETF because this has a particular, a different way of weighting. It okay. It's by dividend dollars. Uh, so this is one of the smart beta ETFs I like the most because it has been consistently outperforming the broader market for the for a long okay. time, I think since inception. Wow. Uh, and, and it is one of the cheapest smart beta ETFs. ETF too. Okay. So, those are so the, you're you're only getting a two percent yield yes, with that one. Yeah, the, the ETF, <laughs> I didn't the want ETF. to reveal it, but there you go. Still, the, it's not it's not awful. Uh, it's not yeah. the best I've ever seen. Yeah. But mm-hmm. if, like you said, there's reasons you might want to be in this one. So yeah, yeah. And again, financial and technology both yeah. both should be increasing their dividends going forward. Uh, but if you want a higher dividend yield, probably you should look at some of the international right. ETFs. That's why we're bringing those. Yes. Yeah. What uh, about the emerging markets one? The Wisdom Tree. 
Uh, yes. Uh, so let's talk about that in a bit. I just wanted to add that uh, investors have been pouring a lot of money into international ETFs really? this year. Okay. Uh, they are among the top uh, asset gainers huh, this year. I'm and <laughs> I think the reason is that uh, people are a little bit worried about, you know, the bull run here in the U.S. Yeah. It is recently it became, you know, the bull became more than nine years old. So people are worried how long this bull run can continue. They are worried about stretch valuation too and to a certain extent about the political discord in yeah. Washington as For well. Sure. And, uh, you know, while the U.S. economy has been on a steady growth path for the past few years... Other global economies, uh, they started recovering much later, Europe and Japan. and But now uh, growth in Europe is much better than the U.S. And, uh, you know, those central banks, uh, particularly the ECB and uh, the BOJ, uh, while they are reducing their bond purchases there this year, but they are still expected to stay on the accommodated, yeah. accommodative path, whereas here in the U.S., the Fed has started raising rates yeah. and everyone is concerned about whether they are going to raise more than three times, more than four times. Right. This year. <laughs> yeah. So with these different story. Yes. So let's uh, take a look at uh, some of the ETFs. Yeah. Which are like uh, in like the this Amar wisdom tree one, this emerging markets high dividend ETF. Yes. So this focuses on focuses on high dividend yielding companies and emerging markets. And this also weights by uh, dividend dollars paid. Okay. So a unique, um, you know, uh, weighting methodology. Now, the ticker uh, with this one is DEM, <laughs> just so yes. you, if you're keeping track at home here. Yes. And, and I noticed this one, it seemed pretty heavy, Russia and China. It seemed uh, like to me. <laughs> yes. In fact, Taiwan is the top. Oh, Taiwan which... <laughs> is. Okay. Yeah, Maybe Ta they're not as big in the top 10. They might have had one or two in there. But I, I was writing down all the China ones. In the top 10, they had um, China Construction Bank, China Mobile. Um, yes. China a, Petroleum. A, yeah, China Petroleum. A, a second Chinese bank. So several of the big Chinese big banks Chinese are in this companies. one. But that makes sense mm -hmm. in this uh, kind of... So Taiwan, 26% uh, weight. Oh. China, about 16%. Russia, about 13% okay. weight. Um, as you can see, Gazprom is the biggest holding, but uh, even yeah. the biggest holding is just has 3.8% allocation. Yeah. So not a lot of company-specific uh, risk in this uh, ETF for, because of its uh, you know, unique weighting scheme. What about the expenses on this one? Uh, let me check. You're going to pay more, I'm assuming, yeah, for yes. these. So international ETFs are more expensive and uh, this one charges 63 basis points okay. so it is expensive but it has a dividend yield of 3.44 percent okay so investors that's, may that's more like it anything yeah, the over three yeah investors may like that for that reason and also because of you know a better growth in the emerging markets and maybe some diversification out of the U.S. if your portfolio is focused only on U.S. stocks and ETFs, then it uh, makes sense to have some exposure to uh, international markets, emerging markets, yeah. and developed markets as well. What about this other one you wanted to share? It's the iShares International Select Dividend ETF, and that's ticker IDV as in Victor. And I, when I looked up this one, I was like, oh, this makes some sense to me. So this is, you know, the high dividend plays in the non-U.S. developed market. 
Correct. So I'm assuming that's like the UK and Japan. And of course, UK is the highest, uh, has the highest exposure. So this uh, also looks at high quality companies, which have been consistently uh, paying out dividends, high quality international companies. And, uh, you know, AstraZeneca, Macquarie, Royal Dutch Shell, those are the oh, yeah. top holdings those in the, the E. Ones. And uh, if you look at the country exposure, then UK has the biggest allocation of about 24%, followed by Australia and France to round out the top three. Now, this uh, this is slightly cheaper. It charges 50 basis points for expense ratio. Okay. And it has a better dividend yield too. It is oh. 4.52%. Okay, <laughs> that's pretty juicy there. Yeah. So if you're looking for better yields in international markets, those are a couple choices. You yeah, the SUSA seems to be a good way to get a lot of these kind of big name, um, what I always think of, but I, I don't ever, th you know, it's harder to get them as individual holdings. They all don't trade on the U.S. exchanges. Yes, yes. especially so for, for accessing overseas companies, which are not listed in the U.S., yeah. I think ETF route is pretty good, cheap and convenient. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I like a lot of these international ETS and they have to look at that. But of course, I get swayed by the 4.5%. <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. So I knew you'd give uh -huh. me some options here. Um, I did want to talk about a couple stocks because I know some people are like Meh, ETFs. But um, another method they could kind of do to find a list of the high yield ones, mm -hmm. especially international, is mm -hmm. if they if they look at the top 10 holdings on some of these, like you were saying, AstraZeneca is on here. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And then do further research to see if maybe that's an, you know, an individual holding they might want to be in for the ones that do trade sure. here that they can get into. I always mm -hmm. found that to be um, one method of getting some of these big mm -hmm. dividend pairs. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of looking around. I did a screen on Zax.com of um, Zax ones and twos with a dividend over because mm -hmm. I, I, I am greedy and I want to get that higher. Um, even though there's plenty of quality companies paying between 2 and 4% yeah, that I would sure. gladly own too. That's nothing shabby. But um, if I'm going to own one of these, I might as well go for some of the bigger yields. Now, I do feel like that's a little dangerous, which is why I added the ones and the twos, mm -hmm. because I do think investors get kind of sucked in with the big dividend yield. Yeah. And it mm -hmm. could mean something else is going on at the company, like the stock has plunged down. And that's why the yield has yeah. increased, right? Mm -hmm. um, like we saw with GE before mm -hmm. they cut yeah. that dividend yeah. mm -hmm. for the first time, mm -hmm. um, that was a little dicey. And so, yeah, sometimes the big yield is not necessarily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I managed, that's why I put the ones and twos in there. Mm -hmm. So at least we get rising earnings mm -hmm. estimates. So mm -hmm. something good is happening sure. there. Mm -hmm. I did get 40 stocks. So that was wow. more than I thought. Yeah. Wow. I was like, wow, okay, mm -hmm. this isn't so bad. But a lot of them um, were the oil plays mm -hmm. because while things have recovered there, a lot of the big name oil companies never cut their dividend, yes. even mm -hmm. amongst the worst mm -hmm. times mm -hmm. like the Exxon's. Mm -hmm. Um, and But the one I picked that was on the list is uh, BP, which is ticker BP, British Petroleum. And they're they're paying 6% yield oh, wow. right now. Mm -hmm. So for all of you out there, 6%, they haven't cut it. Um, and then they have a PE of just 14 right now. So a little bit above 14. But um, I used to own BP in the value investor portfolio. And 
that was like well over a year ago or so. Mm-hmm. And back then it was like, will they have to cut it? But they always had the cash flow, even yeah. with the low oil prices, to mm-hmm. pay the dividend. Mm-hmm. So That's for now, one of the well-managed oil companies. Yeah. So for now, BP is one of the ones that has not cut it, and you mm-hmm. are getting the six percent yield there. And then another one who didn't cut it, and it was not in danger either, mm-hmm. was Macy's with yes. the ticker M. Mm-hmm. Uh, that got really cheap. And then it, when everyone was scared that they were going to be Amazon and it was over and all that stuff last year, their dividend yield was like 8% at the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So you do see like the warning signs mm-hmm. like, oh, and you have to remember the stock is plunging down. So yeah. <laughs> it's all fun to get the 8%, but mm-hmm. you're also like, you know, down 20 or 30% or more right. on the stock plunging down. But for those who weren't in it yet, it was something to kind of look at. Now the dividend yield is not quite as good because the shares have rebounded. a lot, right? Yeah, but you're still getting dividend yield of 5.2, mm-hmm. which is That's still, really good. yeah, mm-hmm. very good. And the PE is still really dirt cheap down there about mm-hmm. eight times mm-hmm. um, because those estimates have recovered. But I don't know, the analysts are still a little bit you know, concerned over the next couple of years. It's a competitive industry for sure. It has definitely become very competitive due yeah. to Amazon. <laughs> yes. Mm. Um, so there's still some worries about earnings growth with Macy's there. Mm. That is why they have the dividend. They're paying you to stick around during the, sure. the darker times, I feel. Mm-hmm. Another one, which I kind of glanced at that I did also use to own in the value investor was General Motors. They're paying right around a 4% yield right now. But again, there's some issues with, with that stock is, you know, plunged down there too and the peak auto thing and all of that. So, um, no concerns about, you know, metal prices as well. Yeah. Yes. New yes, mm-hmm. for sure. So that, yeah, there's a lot of questions with that one, but, um, I like the, the big oil plays if you're looking for energy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that could be a place, you know, investors, um, should, should kind of be looking around in. Sure. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's easy to do these screens and then you have to do further research is the thing. That's why ETFs are easier. (laughs) Yes. Because it's a little more diverse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you know, if, if one blows up, it doesn't hurt you as much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you own these individual ones, Mm -hmm. then it's a little bit dicier, of course. Um, so anything else we should know, like going forward about the dividends or I guess we've kind of covered most of the, most of the key issues about how to be careful with those utilities and, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like those areas, because I wasn't really thinking about, you know, with the rates rising, what might happen with some, some of the big dividend yield Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. plays. Um, but let's recap those tickers so that you can go check them out yourself. Um, if, If you are looking at domestic, the Schwab U.S. Dividend Equity ETF, SCHD, that's the one with the 2.7% yield. I'm going to list out all the yields because I know that's what everybody wants to know. Um, Then we also had the iShares Core Dividend Growth ETF. That's DGRO. That was the easy one to remember, but it's yielding 2%, but um, there's reasons. So uh, definitely... Keep that one on your list. And then for the internationals, we had Wisdom Tree Emerging Markets, high dividend ETF, DEM, and that one is yielding uh, the 3.44%. And then we had the iShares International Select Dividend ETF, IDV, and this is the juicy one, at 4.5%. 
And then we also had just a few stock names, BP, which is giving you the 6%, but check out all those oils because I think you might be surprised with some of those big oils. And then Macy's, which is M, and BP, of course, is just BP. Um, that's a dividend of 5.2 right now. So um, definitely you want to subscribe to get the Market Edge so that you're getting all of our stock picks here. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find us on SoundCloud. Either one, you get this X Market Edge over there. And um, be sure to subscribe, as I said, because you don't want to miss a single episode because you never know what we might be discussing the next week. And we're always here with stock and ETF. Um, advice and information. So be sure to subscribe and I'll see you again next time.